broadcasting around the entire world. From Austin, Texas. Via Simplecast. And supported by listeners like you. Bitcoin billions seller trading mining markets by sharing forks millions fights wise. Keeping you up to date on everything crypto. Welcome to Thriller News. Now here is your host, Carl Gonzalez. Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Thriller News. That's right, my name is Carl Gonzalez. Today is July 15th, 2019. Whole crypto space is a ruin. So much stuff out there. But first, we're going to talk a leaked Facebook testimony. Crypto top story starting now. Crypto top stories. And what people are calling tomorrow one of the biggest days in cryptocurrency. That's right. David Marcus is set to testify in front of the Senate tomorrow about his Libra cryptocurrency project. And guess what happened? That's right. The United States Senate Banking Committee has released his opening statements. Um, That's a leak, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) What are they doing? Okay, well, Marcus writes that no sole organization should be responsible for the Libra blockchain and the Libra reserve. Instead, there should be a cooperative approach. Thus, Facebook is the best person for the job by creating the Libra Association, which is an independent membership-based organization. Once Libra is launched, Facebook's role in governing the association will be equal to that of other members. That's right. According to his statement tomorrow, he's going to say state financial regulators will regulate Calibra as a money transmitter and the Federal Trade Commission and Consumer Financial Protection Bureau will monitor for consumer protection and data privacy and security issues. Calibra has filled for state money transmitter licenses in the United States and is also registered with FinCEN as a money services business. Marcus will will also further state that Libra is a payment tool and not an investment vehicle, which means that users will not be able to buy or hold it like a stock to subsequently gain interest on it. Now, he says Libra will be fully backed on a one-to-one basis through the Libra Reserve, which will hold a basket of currencies and safe assets such as cash bank deposits and highly liquid short-term government securities like bonds. These currencies and bonds will include the U.S. dollar, the British pound, the euro, the Japanese yen. That's right. It's going to make sure everything goes smooth. Yesterday, a drafted bill, that's right, entitled Keep Big Tech Out of Finance, surfaced online. Allegedly, originating from the U.S. House of Representatives Financial Services Committee. So, thereafter, Facebook. Make no mistake, and that's right, the United States Senate Bank Committee is leaking this early to get the jump, to get the jump on David Marcus and crew. Now, if you listen to an earlier episode that I did, you would you would know that I feel very, I'm very scared for Bitcoin right now and other cryptocurrencies just because... 
who knows if this is the real statement he's going to talk about tomorrow. Let's just hope he doesn't throw Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies underneath the bus to make his statement, right? Let's make sure he doesn't say, we'll be KYC and AML, but other cryptocurrencies, they aren't either. So focus on Libra and let's build a future. <laughs> let's hope he doesn't do that. Let's hope he does the right thing and just talk about Libra and his cryptocurrency, corporate cryptocurrency at that. Okay, with that, we got to jump into the rest of the crypto top stories. There's a lot. I got to throw them in rapid fire because there's too many. I'll put a link to this PDF, though, if you want to read it. It's like seven pages long. Um, yeah, if you're bored enough. Okay, crypto rapid fire. Sorry now. Crypto rapid fire, just in case you missed it. All right, first up, we got the New York Grants, a bit license. That's right, the most coveted <laughs> bit anything in New York is the bit license. It's the most coveted license there is, ladies and gentlemen. Well, they just granted that to crypto exchange SeedCX. That's right, that's right. Linda Lasil, the superintendent of NYDFS, announced Monday that Seed Digital Commodities Market LLC and Zero Hash LLC, both of which operate under SeedCX, had received bid licenses, while Zero Hash has been granted a money transmitter license. They get it all, they get the full package. The Bain Capital-backed crypto exchange launched spot trading services earlier this year and hopes to receive regulatory approval to offer forwards trading a product similar to cryptocurrencies futures contracts in the coming months. With its bid license though, they are now legally able to serve as a matching engine for crypto buyers and sellers, as well as act as a platform for block trades. The company can provide services to large financial and trading firms as a result, with ZeroHash acting as a money transmitter in partnership with CCXM, which is CCX, being granted two virtual currency licenses by the New York Department of Financial Services marks the next step in our growth to becoming the leader in institutional trading of digital assets, said the Seed CX CEO, Edward Woodford. Way to go, Edward. You did a great job by getting that license. Next up, we got U.S. may bar large tech firms from issuing cryptocurrencies. This is what I was talking about in the top story. There's just too much to cover today. So it was leaked. This was another leak that happened, but it was reported by Reuters, so it probably wasn't a leak, but it was a copy of the draft bill circulating online from policymakers in the United States of House of Representatives looking to step up their scrutiny over big tech firms that are interested in cryptocurrencies. It reads, Prohibition Related to Cryptocurrencies, and it's called Keep Big Tech Out of Finance Act. It states, a large platform utility may not establish maintain or operate a digital asset that is intended to be widely used as a medium of exchange, unit of account, store value, or any other similar function as defined by the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System. That's right. The bill specifically defines a digital asset as an asset that is issued and transferred using distributed ledger or blockchain technology, including these so-called virtual currencies, coins, and tokens. It further clarifies any large tech firm with over $25 billion in global annual revenue could fall into this category, and any violation of the proposed regulation should be subject to a fine of not more than $1 million per day each of such violation. Wow, they're really going after them. And this all started from Trump tweeting on Friday, mind you. 
Yeah, not looking good for everybody. Right now, it looks like Buterin, that's right, Vitalik Buterin, has proposed to using the Bitcoin Cash blockchain as a temporary scalability solution for the Ethereum network. That's right. The programmer introduced a summary of the idea in a July 13th post on Ethereum research. As such, the Ethereum community has been working on Ethereum 2.0. That's right, a major network upgrade that is expected to improve its scalability once ETH shifts from proof of work to the proof of stake algorithm. Now, we are expected to see that come as early 2020, but Buterin has now suggested deploying other blockchains as a new option for improving Ethereum scalability in the short term. Specifically, Buterin said that Bitcoin Cash one of the least used blockchains out there is a perfect match for this purpose for this purpose as the hard fork cryptocurrency provides a data throughput of around 53 kilobytes per second as opposed to ethereum's akb that's right kilobytes baby additionally buterin outlined three other compelling reasons for using the blockchain including low fees that's right the readiness of necessary machinery and the bitcoin cash's communities openness to people using the blockchain for whatever the hell they want <laughs> as long as they play the transaction fees of course next up we got cftc's new chairman is that's right is heath tarbit that's right have you heard of this guy well he's a native of baltimore uh his name is heath tarbert he received his bachelor's degree in accounting and international business from mount saint mary that's right a university located in his home state he spent there four years in law school at the ivy league university of pennsylvania Consecutively earning his Juris Doctor and Doctor of Judicial Science, Heath then received the Theron Award. That's right. It's a prestigious postgraduate scholarship that allowed him to pursue yet another advanced degree, a PhD this time in a comparative law from Oxford. Having sealed this illustrious, illustrious scholarly record, Tarbert began his industry career with a series of junior positions at law firms and clerkships in the judicial branch of the U.S. government. It seems like he is poised for what the CATC is going to provide him. But we're all, all we care about is his views on fintech. That's right. Well, he's inheriting a lot of progress because of what Giancarlo's term did or did not do. Some matters, for example, like Bax continued attempts to get regulatory clearance for its cryptocurrency futures platform will require prompt decisions. What will these decisions look like? Well, the evidence of where Heath Tarbert might stand on digital assets is piecemeal and scant. That's right. Given his enormous experience with international financial regulation, there is no way Tarbert would not realize the importance of digital technologies to derivatives markets. However, every such availability is accompanied by usual cautious and acknowledgement of both opportunities and risk. Now, in a statement before the U.S. Senate Committee on Agriculture and Nutrition and Forestry in March 19, 2019, he said, we should acknowledge that our derivatives markets have recently been transformed by digital technologies. There we go. He spoke about it. That present opportunities as well as risk. And that's all we need to know. He's bullish. He's bullish, I tell you. No, we'll see where this goes. Experts are arguing that um, personal opinions of the CFTC chair might not, you know, tell us a lot. So we'll have to see how he, you know, how, how he shakes us. But, I mean, he's no way he's going to be like Giancarlo, what everybody called in the space crypto dad, because he was kind of bullish on on Bitcoin and, and Litecoin and, and pretty much everything out there, right? Okay, and our last piece of news, that's right, Shapeshift launches its new non-custodial crypto platform. That's right, on July 8th, 2019, Shapeshift changes the game 
by launching its new non-custodial platform, which allows users like you, like me, like everyone to buy, sell and trade cryptocurrencies while also maintaining full control of their private keys. The only downer to that is they have to use a keep key. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been updated in a really long time. But according to Eric Voorhees, they are building and this platform will support over 50 cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ether and Litecoin. Game on, I say. Game on. We need something like this. Way to go, Eric. I'm very excited for this. I have a beta. I will test it out. Uh, maybe trade some Litecoin or something. Who knows? But thank you for building this. Okay. I think that's all we got for Crypto Raffire. Let's jump into Crypto YouTube. That's right. Let's do it. Crypto YouTube. The world of Crypto YouTube. The world of Crypto YouTube. The world of crypto YouTube. You know, I gotta admit something. There's something I do not cover on this show. Have you noticed? Do you know what that is? Let me tell you. It's this guy named Craig Wright. He's a fraud. <laughs> I don't cover it. I don't talk about it. I think I talked about it maybe once. I don't bring it up on this podcast because the only way to get rid of somebody is to not talk about them. But thank God Coindesk has created a nice little video for us to... Just listen to find out what the hell's going on. Check it out. So since in Craig Wright's presentation, he argued that solving the lightning, making the lightning network work is as hard as breaking a discrete block, which is absolutely false. He claimed that in the selfish mine, in the context of selfish mining, gamma can be less than zero, which is an absolute an absolutely nonsensical claim that makes no sense. Given that he makes so many non non sectors of mistakes, why is why is this fraud allowed to speak at this conference? Yeah. Supposed fraud. Australian-born technologist Craig Wright, who gained notoriety three years ago after claiming he was Bitcoin's mysterious creator, Satoshi Nakamoto. While there's little doubt Buterin created Ether, Wright's claims have yet to be substantiated. A year following the incident, Buterin received a letter from Wright's attorney saying the young Russian-Canadian would be sued for defamation in UK courts, establishing a pattern for Wright. Receive criticism, sue rinse and repeat. In the past year, Wright, who also claims to have a master's degree in law from Northumbria University, would file several defamation cases against his perceived enemies, including podcaster Peter McCormick and early Bitcoin investor Roger Ver. The supposed crime? Calling Wright an imposter. Since Wright's public announcement in 2016, he has supplied little hard evidence of his role in Bitcoin's founding, except in 2016, when he gave a private demonstration of the digital signature used by Satoshi for journalists at the BBC and The Economist, as well as prominent figures in the crypto industry. The proof is conclusive, and I have no doubt that Craig Stephen Wright is the person behind the Bitcoin technology. John Matonis, founding director of the Bitcoin Foundation, wrote in a blog at the time. Others in the Bitcoin community responded with incredulity. John McAfee, a more recent Bitcoin convert, says he knows who the real Bitcoin creator is, and it isn't right. Though he received the epithet McScammer, he hasn't been sued yet. Wright was undoubtedly an early participant in the Bitcoin community, having amassed 1.1 million coins between 2009 and 2013, allegedly through a shared mining effort with his business partner, David Kleiman. David, a veteran and computer forensics expert, died in 2013 after a protracted battle with MRSA. 
in an ironic twist a few years after his death. Suspicions arose that Dave might be the real creator of Bitcoin, suspicions some hold to this day. Those making the assertions pointed to Dave's background in cryptography, his unerring secrecy, and his involvement on a mailing list devoted to cryptography, the venue the original Bitcoin white paper was published on in 2008. It was these same allegations that primed Wright to claim the title for his own. Oh, and there was an unfinished draft of a contract obtained by Gizmodo showing Wright and trusting Kleiman with 1.1 million Bitcoin in 2011. What was later referred to as the Tulip Trust is now at the heart of a lawsuit and a turn of fate waged against Wright. Ira Kleiman, brother of Wright's former business partner, alleges Wright defrauded the family's estate worth in excess of $10 billion at the time and stole his brother's intellectual property. While Kleiman doesn't seek to ascertain the true identity of Satoshi Nakamoto, Wright is using the platform to both distance himself and also broadcast his founding stake in Bitcoin. At the time, Binance CEO Sheng Penzhou called Wright a fraud, following Wright's attacks on Twitter user Hodelnot, who started the Lightning Network Torch. Wright publicly placed a bounty on Hodelnot's identity after the latter claimed Wright is not Satoshi. One month later, Wright filed registrations with the U.S. Copyright Office, supporting his claims of authorship over the original Bitcoin code and the Satoshi white paper. Some have subsequently noted this may be another sleight of hand. As the Copy Office said, in general, registration is voluntary. Copyright exists from the moment the work is created, meaning that the registration does not imply ownership, nor is it an official patent but does prepare for lawsuits associated to ownership. Despite these legal initiatives, Wright has begun to speak out against what Bitcoin has developed into, citing it as a tool used primarily for criminal enterprise. Instead, Wright backs Bitcoin SV, a breakaway cryptocurrency that supposedly upholds Satoshi's vision. This past June, Kleiman and Wright reached an impasse at a mediation session. While many of the documents pertaining to the suit have been sealed, a redacted declaration filing has also surfaced. The final trustee listed is the holder of PGP key IDs, which is Satoshi Nakamoto, with Craig Wright parenthetically related. After submitting the document, Wright was accused of violating a court order to produce a full list of Bitcoin addresses he held prior to December 31st, 2013. He was deposed for such a crime on Friday, June 28th, 2019. His appearance drew a crowd of skeptics and devoted followers, some of whom tweeted out the day's proceedings. Earlier that week, Wright had called upon three expert witnesses and upon himself to give testimony relating to his involvement in Bitcoin and the holdings. At the evidentiary hearing, Wright's witnesses did not make it to the stage, as the court's time was taken up with a long deposition, in which Wright allegedly burst into tears when discussing the crimes that had been committed with Bitcoin. He again denounced his involvement in the developing technology. Wright was said to have thrown a piece of evidence supposedly entered into the court record by his defense team on the ground, exclaiming, you've put forth documents I don't recognize. As it stands, Wright's witnesses will appear in court for the sanctions and contempt hearing on August 5th. Wright will not make an appearance. Yeah, and there's a whole lot of other crap that's going on too. I frankly don't care about about all of what's going on with Craig Wright. To be quite honest with you, I don't. I don't even look at it. Uh, it's something that every time I see as a headline, I skip over. I see a tweet, I skip over. I don't care. I don't care about this guy striving for attention and suing everybody out of oblivion just because they're calling him names. <laughs> 
you know? And this is another reason why, you know, Bitcoin SV is a scam. It straight up is a scam, you know? It, you're, I'll tell you this, you know, in cryptocurrency, your coin that you're holding is only as good as your group leader. <laughs> so if, if the guy who created or who started the progress to create Bitcoin SV is Craig Wright, well, you know, you're probably going to be in trouble. I feel bad for the devs out there that got suckered into this. Anyways, crypto Twitter, let's jump into it now. Crypto Twitter. Crypto Twitter. You know, all anybody is talking about today is the whole Treasury Secretary speech. And uh, we have other podcasts talking about that, but. To be honest with you, gosh, man, it's just such a bad news. That's why I like looking at Twitter, because you got some some good ones here. So we got Pomp. That's right, Anthony Pompliano. He says, Treasury Secretary Stephen Munchen basically told everyone to follow the rules and not do illegal things with Bitcoin or crypto. Sounds like a green light for those who want to do things the right way. And then he also says, update, the U.S. government likes Bitcoin as long as you don't break the law. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We got Ran Nur Nur Crypto Man Ran. He says, buy Bitcoin is what Munchkin just said. Not exactly. And then we have Adam back. He said, great British pound. Now more Turing complete than Bitcoin. Interesting. And then we also we also have uh, Tor Deminster. He goes, oh, Munchkin just told baby boomers that it's okay to buy Bitcoin since it will be regulated well and is akin to MoneyGram, PayPal, etc. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I also I also like uh, Max Kaiser's tweet. He goes, the first day Bitcoin ignored today's U.S. Treasury Secretary's remarks was January 3rd, 2009. Anything any government official might say, any action they might take was rendered DOA on that day. For some, this was obvious and they started hodling. For many more, the day to hodl is today. Very much so. Very much so. We haven't gone down too much but at the same time, it is very scary for a lot of people out there to hear those remarks from U.S. Treasury Secretary Munchkin. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. And you know what? He, he was during the 2008, 2009 financial crisis. That's right. Guess what bank he worked for? Goldman Sachs. That's right. All right. Let's jump into Coin360. Starting now. So we got Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin at 10,867. It took a major dip this past weekend. There is a, a tether print and then a tether pull <laughs> all in one day. You know, I, it was crazy. Seeing it on Saturday, it literally dumped from what was 10.9 all the way like to 10.1. And then it went as low as like 9,800, somewhere around there, 98.67. But uh, it was an interesting weekend to, set, to say the least. And make sure you set your stop losses. It's very likely tomorrow we could see that exact same behavior after this whole Libra cryptocurrency or corporate cryptocurrency fiasco. It's a mess, man. This week is just its really killing my buzz. It's killing my Bitcoin bullish buzz. But I'm still holding. Okay, so we got Ethereum at 231, XRP at 31 cents, Litecoin at $90, Bitcoin Cash, 311.60. That's on the green, baby. If we look at our biggest winners today, 
21%, we got 0x at 25 cents. We got U Network at 8 one thousandths of a tenth. We got Mona Coin at $2 and NAM at 7 cents. If we look at our 24 hour on the red, we have Aurora down to a penny. Crypto.com chain. If you're investing in crypto.com chain, what are you doing? It's six cents. Komodo, $1.30. Dent, uh, eight one thousandths of a tenth. At this point, these coins don't even matter. Uh, they're not going to go on any reputable exchange. Maybe just finance at that. And good luck if you're a U.S. citizen or any, 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 in any way use the United States dollar in any other country. It's just not going to happen for you. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Real bad. Okay, we got Bitcoin dominance at 66%. We got total market cap that's right 291 uh, we feel a little bit but uh, tomorrow hopefully blue skies probably will be more clouds black it's gonna be really bad <laughs> set those stop losses ladies and gentlemen as we move forward into the final frontier with that let's get on to the end of the show
dunsies. Yeah, it was a good episode. Learned a lot, cried a lot, and uh, Bitcoin's still alive. Yeah, I mean, this whole market this week is going to be a major bummer. I'm going to hope to record here at Thriller Crypto on Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, probably Wednesday. But I want y'all to hang in there. Don't, don't take this all as bad news. And if you start seeing a crash below 10K, 9K, and you start falling like an elevator, hang in there. It's going to be fine. Bitcoin has done this before and will come out of this alive. But Bitcoin, it's in the world. See you tomorrow. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with R. Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Carr said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go do your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto and not Carr. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world, one Satoshi at a time.